Oh god! Look behind that sea! It's the ship exploding still! Uh, the ship is exploding, but it's not, um, it's... I mean, yeah, it's exploding, Boris. Heck, heck! Oh, hang on, let me hit this control thing! Ah, oh, let's close the door, maybe that... Oh, heck, it's still exploding! Boris, which way are you even taking us? There's multiple docking garages on a Terran command ship of the size And I'm going to the one that's got all the best size... Yeah, basically, if you wanted to stow a classic ship... Boris, oh, this is not the time to be choosing a classic ship. Where's Cleo? Where's Trevor? Um, well, Cleo and Trevor are back on the bridge. They're fighting the captain. Okay, then let's get there. We need to help them. Okay, okay. Well, I just have to turn right there. Oh, heck. Uh, we can't go that way. I'm turning left, see? We're going away from Cleo. What the hell? Was that the only way? Um, well... <sighs> Look, let's just get to a sip. Maybe we can drive a pilot around to the front and help Cleo out there. It's fine, she's with Dates. Right, okay, I understand. Run faster. We need to get there. Quickly. Oh! Oh! Oh, I'm trying to... Okay, hold on just a minute because I'm... Uh... Alright, gonna... so, uh... Looking at this, I can see uh, on the map. Yeah, I'm oh, trying man. to get him. You know, I'm trying to do the the brain link. I'm trying to talk to him. Okay, I'm we'll out. find them quick, because I I there's something wrong with the ship. He, he, look. Wait. Oh, heck, what's that alarm? Something's up, Cleo. we got to move fast. Okay. Okay. Uh, 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 oh, heck, all the ships are at the rear of the... What? Okay, I, I can't get us to the ships, Cleo. It's a shame as well, because it looks like one of these has got a lot of real classic models in it. But I can get us to an escape pod. Okay, well, oh, this is gonna just take a minute. I'll be right there. Well, hey, okay. just give me a second. Okay, look, look, look. Let me mark it on your map then. Look, this is yeah. I'll I'll go and make sure that they're working. But okay. Work out where Z is. We all need to get on all these right. things. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's just just another minute. Okay, well, just, I feel feels bad leaving you behind. <laughs> okay, look, I'll get I'll get the motor running. Just. It'll be fine, Trevor. Don't worry so much. Oh heck. All right. Well, I'll clear a path. Good thing I've still got my blaster. Welcome, everybody, to one more steady <gasps> lap around the Ugh. room, running around like making chicken noises as we waddle about at high speed. Look at us. Doing a kind of unified dance that we call oh the my. Backwater Bastards in Space! In space! Holy Glob. I shall be your dungeon master for the evening, uh, but with me, as ever, we have the players. We have Daniel, a.k.a. Dr. Z, the psychic jellyfish alien. We've come this far, now we just need to get off this dang exploding ship. And of course, Taylor, a.k.a. Cleo, the explosives expert bear. I just need another minute! And leading us, as always, through these destroyed and decrepit corridors of the spaceship that is... Ending in front of our very eyes, it is the final. The ultimate. The closing. The hindmost. The eventual. The last minute. And the terminal. It is DM Dick Dynamite. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Here we are, guys. So, Here we are. It's, uh, it's all a bit real. Yeah. It is. Look, I know you're going to try and describe some stuff, but I feel like we need to put in the recap music. You need to tell us where we are because the ship is exploding and uh, we ain't got too much time left. We really don't. All right. So the bastards, along with their at least short term allies, Princess Zuzu and Dietz, boarded the captain's command ship, floating suborbital, uttermost, the highest reaches of mid space station <laughs> from which she'd been firing off bombs, causing teleportations with the chaos engine, and just generally running her hostile takeover of the city. 
Z, of course, had been captured. Cleo had a, a primary mission of rescuing Z, but also dealing with the captain. As things turned out, Z managed to escape on his own, along with Marcus the Cat. And Boris, wanting to finally put away the Chaos Engine once and for all, revealed to his father BJ, who had spies working with the princess, of course, that this was the only Chaos Engine that he would be able to complete without knowledge of Boris's other inventions. Mm. And Boris was going to single-handedly get rid of it. And Boris happened to run into Dr. Z. And they, along with Marcus, who sacrificed his life heroically, were able to destroy the Chaos Engine. Meanwhile, Cleo, along with Dietz and Princess Zuzu, and, and Trevor was there. Trevor was there. Did battle with the captain, who had some horrifying Hasselfilliams technology and was difficult to put down. But uh, between the four of them, they did indeed put her down. But not before Princess Zuzu had called in the cavalry, her mother, Queen Azu, of one of the larger Wraith warbands in Wraith space, is arriving into mid-space, and Zuzu and Dietz have to go and deal with that, and of course take out the rest of the revolutionaries who are still ravaging mid-space downtown. Mm. Cleo and Trevor, they need to find Z, so they've hung back. And I think we're up to date. Bloody heck. Bloody heck. All right. Oh, I'm dry. I'm trying. I'm trying. It, it just, I don't remember it being so hard the last time. Oh, oh, I don't remember this being so hard last time. I mean... I guess it probably don't help that I'm not psychic or that I ain't really like, I don't have any of the mushrooms that help me out and kind of feels like Eve ain't home. I'm not, but maybe, cause I mean, I never really knew how it worked last time either. So as Cleo tries her hardest to tap into any sort of telepathic ability to send a message out to Dr. Z, I mean, she achieves nothing more than maybe a faint regal and extension of her, uh, of her psyche, such that, I mean, if Z were in the room, he would probably be having a good chuckle at the failed attempt. But as Z is at the other end of the ship, he can sense nothing of it. Oh, this really... This just ain't working. There ain't no time. Maybe there's another way. Maybe... Maybe I can find him some... Maybe I can find him on the camera. So as Cleo tries and tries to reach psychically to Dr. Z, the entire ship is shaking. It feels like it's wobbling on its axis. And there is an alarm constantly blaring in your ears now. Excellent. Something is seriously wrong with this ship. Okay, well, I'm going to head over to the to the primary control panel. Uh, and I am going to look through the ship cameras to see if I can find everybody. So as you reach up to the terminal, you can see it's locked out and there's a uh, big hand scanning password device on one side of the screen. Well, 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 that's too bad that I don't have the right hand. But wait! (laughs) (laughs) As if proffering a keychain, I pick up my lucky captain's paw. And I will uh, Captain's slap that thing right down oh, on that. I love this. <laughs> that is such a good trope. I'm going to slap it right down on that little uh, secret password area. Big bang. <laughs> Biometrics accepted. Oh, Go figure. Yeah. Go figure. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I guess you now I guess you were good for something now, weren't you, Captain? <laughs> I, I knew I was in the right keeping you around. I think I'll... Uh, I'll tuck that away for later. I'm, uh, I'm, I'll bet there's more of those where that came from. But now look at all this. You got a camera on every room in this whole thing, feels like. We got. Oh. Oh. So as Cleo starts oh. loading up cameras, she can see that a lot of them are offline and a lot of them are popping offline. She manages to get to one just in time to see what looks like a room being just disintegrated piece by piece parts of it turning into sort of like a a gray 
sticky matter before evaporating into dust. Dang. A chain reaction appears to be breaking the ship apart. And it... I mean, Cleo doesn't know for a fact, but it does look a little bit like it has something to do with the Chaos Engine. Has the hallmarks of that in in certain ways. Mm. That pixely magic. The way in which chunks of matter are being ruined and changed and then vanishing. It's not being teleported away. This time there's something else happening. Things are being taken apart more at a molecular level. What? Oh. Do I see that happening to everything in the the view? Is it just the ship? Or is it like even the stuff inside the rooms? So you don't get much of a chance to see. It's like the ship seems to be getting eaten up and then the camera goes offline. Oh boy. Okay. So anything that was in that room either was eaten up or potentially just jettisoned into space. But you can't really tell which. Mm. Heck. I'm going to start cycling through different views. (laughs) That one. What's going on? Why is the video stopping it? So as you flick through views, you sort of start getting the hang of it, working out that like certain cameras have a, uh, a different colored light. They've got a little purple outline around the touch screen if there is action on that screen. So you manage to tap one and you spot Trevor rushing along. He's got his gun at the ready. He comes around a door, around a corner <laughs> ready to shoot if anyone's there and then wipes his brow and keeps running. It's <laughs> <laughs> so cool all the time. Forever. <laughs> Even when no one's watching. Even when no one's watching. He opens a Pepsi. Yeah. If a Trevor is uh, felled in a wood with no one around, is it still cool? The answer. So cool. Yes. <laughs> the coolest. It's actually cooler than if, <laughs> yeah, than if someone that. had seen it. Yeah, I do believe that now. Jesus. Club day. And then you see sort of the next camera that is picking up Trevor. That turns purple. So you, you kind of got a... You've got a wire on where he's going now. But looking around, you do spot some other glowing cameras. You pop open one and you spot what looks like a, a room with circular doorways lining the walls. And there are the remnants of the captain's staff, it appears, are all lunging into escape pods and jettisoning themselves out of the ship. Ooh. Wow. So Cleo keeps track of where Trevor is going. She keeps track of the, uh, the final revolutionaries and Terran soldiers escaping the ship. And then she spots one more sign of motion within the ship, quickly clicking on it. And she sees, for the briefest moment, Boris lumbering along, his one huge cybernetic arm aiding him as he lumbers at his maximum speed and sitting atop his shoulder she could almost swear she catches just a glimpse of Dr. Z before that room too is engulfed with that grey goo and disassembled and the camera goes out. Oh! <gasps> there he is! Boris! Z! And one by one, every other camera goes dead. And at that same moment, the lights go off in this room casting Cleo to pitch black for a moment before a backup generator starts up and a dim red lighting takes over the room instead. The alarm still blaring behind everything else. Oh shit. Warning. Critical failure of all ship's systems. Warning. Critical failure of all ship's systems. Evacuate now. Evacuate now. Boris and Z are making their daring escape, barely staying ahead from the chain reaction that is tearing the ship apart. Bloody hell, Boris, and you thought you were going to stay behind and push the button? You're a bloody idiot! Heck! 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 Hang on. I'm gaining on it. I think it's, it's, it's back a bit there, but uh, with the lights having gone out, it's making it all harder. Wait, what's back a bit there? Well, the 
I don't know, whatever's happening to the ship, the chaos engine. Right, wait, one moment, I'll just have a quick look. Yes, keep running, Boris. Keep running, it's it's gaining on us. Okay, okay, okay. Well, look, we're almost there, so maybe our communicators don't work, but the communicator on the ship might work, so... Alright, alright. So it should be just behind... Heck, can you hack the thing, V? I can't get through the door. Oh, quick, move aside. Put your hand up to the thing. Okay, well, you know, my hand's not going to be... There we go. Slide along, uh, along the hand to gain access to the, uh, the control panel. And then from there, I'm going to slide in the tentacles and try and start pulling apart it at, uh, buttons and connections and all that type of stuff. In fact, my first, my first attempt isn't even going to be so much as a hack. I want to slide up next to the control panel and I want to focus on the buttons and I want to try and see residue from fingers that have touched buttons on the control panel and try and devise which buttons have been pressed. Ooh. My goodness. Enhance. <laughs> it's an 11. So Z gets in close and using his, uh, his jellyfish-like senses, sensing the moisture, sensing the grease from humanoid digits. Almost like, you know, this extrasensory vision, like, like in the Batman games when you turn on your b- bat vision. Ooh. And he sees fingerprints over four of the keys. The one, the two, three, and the four. Wait, oh wait, one, two, three, four. Right. Okay, I'm gonna try one, two, three, four first. <laughs> Z types in the code. One, two, three, four. Access code denied. Right, okay, they weren't as stupid as I had originally thought. Boris, uh, quickly hover your fingers on the mechanical arm over the one, two, three, and four. Okay, like this. And then I'm going to, um, Boris, is it all right if I quickly uh, get in there on your fingers quickly? <laughs> okay, okay, V. Um, just be quick. I'm going to try and hack his, uh, Boris's fingers to do the kind of ghost in the shell thing of just typing super fucking quick. <laughs> do every single combination. <laughs> and just try and, like, you know, like, completely just brute force this thing while the chaos engine explosion is catching up behind us. 25, it's a natural 20, holy heck oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Boris's hands is going every possible combination of the digits. One, two, four, three, one, four, two, three, one, three, two, four, and so on, and so on. And eventually, access granted. The door slides open. The final combination, four, three, two, one. Was the correct password. Right, good. Good to know that these are intelligent Terrans we're dealing with. Well done. More, more than that, however, though, uh, Z has potentially permanently imbued this arm with the capacity to do these sorts of uh, look. Just making Boris even stronger. Computations. Heck. <laughs> ultra fast computations when required. Dang it, Boris! Natural twenty. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> but it's on Boris's arm, and that thing is already godlike. As the doors slide open, you see a huge docking bay. Inside, there's there's a myriad of craft. There's a whole row of silver and blue Terran fighters. There's what looks like a um, a very comfortable and luxe travel ship. But Boris storms past all of those. A smile playing at his face as you see a huge black sheet of cloth over one of the ships. Right now, Boris, I'm looking at that one over there. That's going to be a pretty agile fighter. Or we could travel in class. <laughs> yes, I mean, we, who knows how long we'll be out at space. But uh, look, we've got some pretty good options here, Boris. Uh, wait, why are you walking past them all? See, that, that, can you not make out the shape of what zip is underneath that blanket? Boris, when people put things under blankets, it's because they don't want to acknowledge them. Or because they don't want to get the pres- Dean paint job covered in dust. Boris, I'm going to make a prediction here. You're going to pull that blanket off and we're going to see an old ship with an old paint job and a lot of things falling apart. And you're going to tell me that it's the best thing that's ever been made. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if you want to make a bit like that with an expert of Terran artifacts. Like, 
Yep. I'm gonna make that bet right now. Okay, then. Well, look at looky here. And Boris reaches up his one strong arm and yanks the sheet away, revealing a very sleek at one end, but bulbous at the front ship. It's kind of strange looking. It's a uh, dark maroon red with gold trimmings on it. It looks a little bit like, you ever seen those things where it's kind of like a football, but then it's got a tail and you throw yes. them? Yes, yes, yes. The Zorb. It's, it's, it's a is little it bit shaped like one of those. I what a Zorb is, you shithead. Isn't there those things you throw the Zorb? A Zorb, no, a Zorb is the giant Zorb is the thing that you roll down the hill in. You know, I'm you roll down a picture of a Zorb, Zorb now. Yep, that's a Zorb. What's the thing a you throw? A Zorb I'm not sure does... what those are called. I don't but know. But a Zorb's what... cool as well, and this is cool. I know what you're talking about. Nerf football with tail. It's called a Nerf Sports Aero Howler. Nah, that's a dumb name. You're fucking fired. Well, you know, Vortex Mega Vortex. Football Aero Howler. Vortex. There we go. I remember the Vortex. I remember the <laughs> Vortex. I was there. But yes, bulbous at the front with a long, sleek tail. And uh, as Z predicted, the paint job is not pristine. The entire thing does look quite banged up, but it does look like it has stood the test of time. Now look here, V. This, V, is a new Terran 1060BS MAX. Right. And um, so what's up with the old paint job, the old mechanics, and the general state of disrepair? Well, they made these a very long time ago, V, and they didn't make very many. The, the entire factory sucked down. They had to recall a lot of the products. They're incredibly rare. Right, so uh, did I win that bet? Well, I, I know there's no parts falling off. It's in pristine condition, Z. Okay, for now. Uh, look, Z, I, I, I get that some of these, these more modern models might look showier. Maybe they fly faster or they've got bigger guns or whatever. Right. Uh, maybe they've got all the, all the mod cons and yes. they've probably got more modern shielding capabilities yeah. and so on. But they, they really don't make them like they used to, Z. And this thing is priceless. We can't leave it to be destroyed on the ship. Speaking of being destroyed, Boris, it's, uh, it's getting closer. Alright, so the, the choice is made. Let me open this thing up. Ah. Oh, okay. Um... No, that's fine. That's, that part doesn't... We don't need that part anyway. Ah. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm going to take that as a win. That's just a decal thing. That's not a functional part of the set, so don't worry. We can probably get a new one online later on. Yeah. I'll fix this thing up. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> hey, guess what? What is that, Taylor? The new Tyrion, M-A-X. <laughs> uh, do you know who we just named that after? Uh, let us know. Max, the maddest of them all. One of Ooh. our favorite patrons. Heck yes, Mad Max. Love seeing them in the Discord. Nice. The namesake of the new Tyrion, M-A-X. So as Boris skirts around the side and pops open the doors. It's one of those old fashioned doors that the door itself slides down on pneumatics and then it itself becomes the stairs up into the ship. Oh, I love that. Ooh. They don't make them like that anymore, you know? All the more modern ships, they've got like a door that slides up and then a ramp that extends. Mm. This is, you know, sleek, classic. Beautiful. From a company that shut down and had to recall many of their products. Oh, you're saying that a bit too late. We're getting on this. Oh, Boris did tell you that. <laughs> don't worry. Okay. It's going to be As so Boris cool. rushes on board yeah. and fires the thing up. The interior of the ship is all beige faux leather. Oh, no. As a... Uh, I imagine this is what it's like when you go into a flat and it's like, these walls weren't yellow, but people have been smoking in here for a long time, <laughs> and now it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, like to me, this thing is like, yeah, like, seven, got 1970s all over I it. I could tell already. This was a 70s ship. Yep. Good. As Boris charges up the front, knocking over an elaborate ashtray, <laughs> jumping up into the driver's seat. <laughs> Launching over the conversation pit. Yep. <laughs> I do want one of those, though. <laughs> and ka-choo-koo. Firing up the uh, the vintage controls uh, with the kind of confidence that only someone that has poured over loads of data about these kinds of old ships would have. 
Boris, give me something to do. I'm not going to sit here like your pirate parrot while you've pilot us out of here. Give me something to do. I need to find Cleo. I need to find Trevor. I have to help. Okay, well, you ha- you could hack into this arm, right? Yes. What if I put this arm over here in the control desk and you can just, you can do all that stuff? That sounds brilliant to me. We are not leaving them behind, Boris. So Boris... Oh, it's oh, quite heavy when it's not... All right, see, I'll put, I'll put you on there, and you can sort of squirm into the, into the arm and get its controls. All right. Okay, where was your last known location? I'll fan out from there. So, we were at the bridge of the ship, see? That's where we the fight with the captain was happening. Uh, Dates, Dates and Princess Suzu took us there on their ship. So, if I... All right. Oh, I've rolled a hacking roll, and it's only a nine! Fuck! Shit. So, Boris detaches... <laughs> the MAX from the command ship and flies out into the mid-space sky, zipping around as Z latches himself onto the disembodied robotic arm and starts using it to get in and start hacking the console. Unfortunately, dang it, he's having a hard time with it. The, you know, vintage software is really, uh, really throwing them for a loop. Meanwhile, back at the front of the ship, Cleo has just seen all the cameras go dead. The lights go out. The backup lights come on. She knows approximately where Trevor is and that he was well on his way to the escape pods. Mm -hmm. And she also knows approximately where Z and Boris are. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, I know know where he's at now. I was so worried. I I just... Oh, I thought he might have been splatted. I'm talking to the captain right now, by the way, who I'm wearing, who I'm kind of wearing, I'm wearing him, sort of. Hangs, hangs, hangs limply across your shoulders, not replying. I just, I know that we weren't close, but we're here together now, and, well, you, you gonna help me get to him. I gotta save my boy. And I'm gonna use the captain as a key to get through any doors that stand in my way. <laughs> I like that you sort of like maybe wearing her like a boa over your head now with like one hand ready you can just like pop it up. Yeah, you know, like it's dangling around your neck, exactly. that one arm. Like, I also exactly. like that Cleo has so comfortable with talking to other entities all in the same head that talking to a dead person is just kind of like, well, I'm already talking to fucking five people at once. So like, you know, exactly. I, even, my be- even my best friend talks to me in my head. So this is fine. <laughs> This is fine. Things are things are hard. We're here together. This is who I've got. And why not? Yeah. Why not just she's it. Much, it out? She's much much easier to get on with now she's dead. Exactly. Yeah. We yeah. can be we can finally be friends now. Mm. You know? But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna move in the direction of Z because I wanna I I'm confident that, that Trevor is holding the fort down. And I just gotta get us all together. I gotta get us all on on the same place. Alright. So as you start working your way that way, just barreling down a corridor, you come to one security door that you need to hold up the captain's hand, but her handprint seems to give you all access to everything as that pops open. Amazing. Trying to sort of find your bearings and work your way through the ship, you accidentally open up some doors that lead nowhere, just into rooms. And as you start moving more in this direction, it feels like the ship is shaking more and more, trembling and falling apart. And then it gets to a point you hear a horrible, creaking, tearing metal noise up above you. It sounds as though the ship is coming apart. What? Oh no. And as you keep running and running, you feel that gust of air as the vacuum the vacuum ceiling of the ship is compromised. The alarms take on a new shrill terror. Flashing red lights everywhere now. You feel that rush of air flying out of the ship behind you. Scraps of debris and dust through the air, hitting you in the eyes. The ship is breaking apart entirely. Okay. But still, Cleo keeps making her way until finally she opens up a door and finds herself looking out through a doorway into a room that's no longer there. Instead of a room, she gets 
that dizzying experience of looking down through the clouds at mid-space, far, far, far below. And at the far end of this room that is no more, there is the sparking, flickering wires and pipes at the bottom of a corridor with red flashing lights and siren blaring inside it. But to get to that corridor, she's got to traverse an entire room's worth of empty space. What? <gasps> okay. Okay. I've got a plan. All right. I know what you're thinking. Captain, don't look good. <laughs> yeah, I know. But now this is just a... Uh, this is going to take a minute. But now check this out. And uh, for anybody out there that forgot, I am fully outfitted, kitted, uh, keen wear. Thank you. Mm. This is a suit. This is a suit. And I'm going to activate my dome helmet, whatever that... I, I have a helmet, right? Yes. You've got like some sort of, yeah, like breathing type uh, helmet apparatus, right? Yeah, because I was like, I want essentially like an Eva suit. Don't worry about it. This might be bad. Well, this... This will definitely be bad for you, but you won't feel a thing. I'm gonna take the captain with me. Uh, it might hurt them, but they are dead, so it's okay. But I just, I'm hoping that it'll maintain their hand. I am suiting up. I'm activating my my helmet, and I'm gonna use my magnet. Oh shit! To propel myself over the space hole. Ooh. I'm gonna throw it to the other side but I'm going to attach one of my suit tethers to it. A la Butter Knife. Amazing oh. symmetry. Oh. On episode one of this season, I used the tether and the magnet to protect myself by attaching myself to the ship and the little red rover, and I'm doing it again. As above, so below. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Alrighty. Um, what do we call this? This is a dick's roll, isn't it? Throwing God the thing. God damn it. Well, why do you have to do it dirty like that, Dick? Could Honestly. be a strength roll, you know? It could be. It definitely isn't, though. It's a dex roll. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> it's a 10. She's rolled a 10. It's not the best. It's not uh, an instant total failure either, though. It's uh, one of those sort of, you know, mixed successes. It's better than I usually do, if we're being honest. So it's Cleo. Pulls out the magnet. Lashes it. To an extendable cable on her keenwear suit. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of imagining sort of like swinging it like a lasso and letting go. Yeah, definitely. So it goes, <laughs> unfurling on the cable across the empty chasm, and then ka-chung, it catches on the ship, but not in the corridor on the other side. No. Just underneath, on the bottom of the exterior of the ship. What? Or at least on the exterior of this gaping hole. Okay. Okay, so it's... It is it's, on the other side of the gap, though. So if you were able to sort of pull yourself up or after sort of swinging haphazardously across, you might be able to make it. Okay, so what the what is the implication of this moment? That I will be sucked out of the hole? Well, or is I gravity, mean, at this point, like, just disrupted in this area of the ship? Oh, you will, you will kind of be... kind of Like, if you jump, you'll be sucked out of the hole. But you'll still be attached to this magnet. Oh. That you can maybe pull yourself up and around. Okay. Oh my god. Uh, this became so much more perilous than I thought. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna do another thing. Ooh. I'm gonna take... Oh, this is dangerous too, but I'm... Oh, oh, no. oh no, look at that shot. Look at that shot. Yeah, well, man, it could have been a lot better. Yeah, I know what, you, I know what you're thinking, but... Hold on, I think I got a way to fix this. So, right now, I'm tethered to that magnet. Mm -hmm. But, what if I secure that tether to this side, creating essentially a tightrope? <laughs> and then I... You could definitely yeah. do that. And I then mean, I'm going to use do know it like... I'm gonna almost like, like tightrope like, it. Hand over, you gotta hand over hand it. Yeah, because that way I'm wow. because my concern is like if I am the other end of the tether, then I'll just get sucked out. 
because I'm heavier and then I'll have to like climb back up and like maybe mm. it'll do something, maybe it won't. What if it snaps? I mean, at the very least, like that swing out into there is gonna like be bad. It's gonna hurt. Exactly. It's gonna be not. So let's eliminate the swing. Not a not a safe move. No. So not that the tightrope walking scene sounds particularly safe either. It's, but it's not. It sounds safer. It's safer. It's safer. And we're gonna try this. So I'm gonna attach that side of the tether. So there's yeah, I'm gonna say there's like some sort of like bolt that you could. I mean, and then you got like what a space carabiner that's like ka-ching. Yeah. Don't even have to tie it off. I don't even yeah. have to tie it off. I'm doing that. I have. <laughs> I'm gonna do a slack line performance across it, like those people in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And I've secured the captain as well. I'm gonna carabiner the captain to myself because I'm not losing my key. Sort of strapped over your back. Yeah, and everything is covered. Hands are covered. Head is covered. Little feets. I'm going. I'm going across the slack line. Alrighty. So give me a dexterity check to see how well you get onto this thing. Bearing in mind that this isn't like your actual attempt to cross. A failure in this will not mean that you go flying out and fall into the city just yet. Okay, another ten. It's oh, another ten. yes. So Cleo manages to mount the rope and she sort of gets on top of it, her hands holding it, her legs wrapped around so it. Ridiculous. <laughs> she is on top of the rope and she can now feel, well, she can't really through the suit. She can't feel the cold, but she can feel the air rushing as she looks down. That vertigo of being so incredibly far up above the city. Air rushing about, bits of debris just sort of whipping past. Into the void. Into the void down below. And the captain's just flapping. The captain's just... <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's all over <laughs> the place on her back. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> um, it's going to be a strength roll to actually get your way across, though. <gasps> We're talking a 21. So Cleo yeah. starts hauling herself and the captain along the wire. She ends up dangling upside down quite early on, but she's got her little legs wrapped around it. She's got her hands grasping onto it as she slides herself along the rope, just sort of whipping back and forth in the wind. The captain's dismembered body just flapping wildly beneath her as she slowly and carefully gets all the way across and grabs on to the floor at the other end. There we go. able to pull herself and the captain belly down, panting a little bit on the floor of the corridor on the opposite side. She has now reached the side of the ship where Z and Boris are, despite all odds. But speaking of Z and Boris... I'm going to collect that magnet, by the way. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Kuchuk. Waste not, what not. Boris pilots the new Terran MAX around to the front of the captain's command ship, while Z struggles to get any sort of comms working. The comms on the ship also completely down. It seems like literally all communications aren't working for s- some strange reason. You can't hail anyone. Boris, what the heck is going on here? I can't get in touch with anyone. Oh, they... I think I know what it is now. Oh, let me guess, it's another one of your father's tricks. Going and doing some big, crazy, technological superpower we can't compete with. Unfortunately, yes, you've got it exactly right. Uh, Right. He developed, it's a kind of satellite, actually, that can suck down all communications for one system. Uh, Right. And, um, yeah, there's no way we're going to be able to get any of our comms working while that thing's turned on. Yes, my first thought was that we go and hunt down the satellite, destroy it, and then open up comms again, but I don't think we have that much time, do we? Well, we don't even know where it is, V. I'd have to make a device to track that down oh, now. Bloody heck. Right. But anyway, if we come around here... And he pilots around the front, around the nose of the ship, 
Dates packed us right. Oh heck. Oh, Dates is gone. <gasps> what? Wait, so Cleo must be gone as well. Cleo and Trevor must have gotten away safely. Heck, I hope so. Right, you know what? Okay. We'll figure it out. I'm going to reach out. I'll find her. And I'm going to do a telepathy to try and reach out and discover if uh, uh, Cleo or Trevor are on the ship still. Eight of... Z reaches out his mind and can barely focus. Things are just so out of hand right now. From the outside, you can now see that the back end of the ship is disintegrating. Is raining down onto midspace a kind of shimmery glitter of what once was all different kinds of particles now just being broken apart by that chain reaction that the Chaos Engine started. Small explosions happening as certain key parts of the ship are destroyed. You can see as well that the ship at one section is tearing right in half. Tail of the ship just bending Fuck. back down away from the rest of it. Uh, Boris, right. Uh, they definitely got off, right? A hundred percent. No one would leave them behind. Zuzu and Deet wouldn't leave them behind. Well, we did come to save you, though, Z, and Cleo doesn't know that you're safe. Right. Well... Maybe it's a distance problem. How close can you get me to that ship? Oh, let's just go right up close. I think it'll be fine. Like, as long as you don't touch it, that chain reaction won't be able to affect us. So Boris pulls right in around the top of the ship. You can see explosions happening at one end. You're right above the big crack that's opening up in the middle of the ship. Meanwhile, down below, in midspace, you can see... There are still explosions happening in the cities proper. There's still terrorist activity going on. And it's when you sort of take note of that, you hear what sounds like dozens of huge horns. As gates open up in the dome above, far more than you knew existed, certainly many that haven't been in operation for the running of midspace under Princess Zuzu. But these gates open up and long, semi-organic, angular ships start pouring into the station. The wraiths have arrived. Boris, we don't have much time. Look, there seems to be a war starting. Heck, what would they find Cleo and Trevor and get out of midspace then? Right, where's the speaker? Can you project my voice over it? Can we do a big speaker? V, V, this is a new Terran M-A-X. And that means? Of course it can. It has a giant pyramid. They're speaking to this thing. Oh, hang on, speak. Okay, you're going to have to speak, Boris. Ah, oh, it's one of my only weaknesses. <laughs> <laughs> only? <laughs> Trevor as well, you absolute dingleberry. I said Trevor. You said Cleo. Oh, I'm Trevor. Oh, that's enough. Inside the ship as Cleo's getting herself up off the ground, untangling the captain's mangled limbs. She hears great horns bellowing up above in Midspace Station. Before she has a chance to even wonder what that might be, there is a, once again that creaking and tearing of metal as the ship continues to rip itself apart, her tightrope snapping in half as the chasm which she would have to traverse to get back the other way doubles in size. And it's at this very moment this cacophony of sound is occurring. She can't make out the amplified sound of Boris's voice 
Dipping past the ship on the wind. Totally inaudible, even to her enhanced bear senses. Ooh. Captain! Do you... Do you hear that? They're alive. They're here. We got. I think that. I think they're here. It's. Did you. Did you hear it? Because I think I heard it. No. We got. We don't got a lot of time, but. This is getting really bad. Let's find them. Come on. And I'm going to continue down into this. This direction away from the gap. So as the ship is falling apart, the ground is now on a almost a 30-degree angle. Cleo is sort of skidding and scampering along the ground, having to keep one arm against that one wall that all the corridors are leaning towards. And the ship is tearing apart from behind, but there are other sounds as well up ahead. And as she gets past a door that she's in danger of actually falling into because the ship is now on such an angle, she looks in and she sees the room being taken apart. Seeing it up close and not through a camera, it is much more horrifying and disturbing as the matter is coming in upon of itself and turning into sticky gray sludge liquids, stretching out, then popping, and then evaporating, and then becoming these tiny particles of sparkling dust that are vanishing down. That room is just bubbling and stretching and taking itself apart as Cleo has to, almost like a pit, get over that door and keep running. The ship's falling apart behind her, but the ship is coming apart to the left of her. Up ahead, maybe she will find Z. Okay, so I've got the right and I've got a head, and that's all I have. Everything else is lava. I'm gonna try something. In the past, I have allowed the primal bear self, the ursine within, some control in times of incredible duress. And in this mm. moment, because I think the sensory information that that I that myself and my my compatriot, the captain, are getting is not very good. Uh, like the sounds are strange. I can't hear very well, but maybe I can smell. So I'm gonna try to do it. I'm gonna try to smell them. I'm thinking, oh, I like I'm it. thinking a jelly, old pancake, oh. uh, Boris's like special musk. <laughs> as as we have done in the past, let's get a percentile roll for how much this beer is uh, oh, taking the reins. Oh my glob. 15. Ooh. So actually quite a small amount. Very interesting. Very modest. So as Cleo lets the beer the primal bear rise to the front and she realizes that and in the trifecta of voices that live inside her psyche the bear is perhaps the one that she's on the least good terms with certainly eat is more useful but the bear is only brought up to a 15% sort of level enough that she can sense that that part of her also wishes to escape from the situation alive fair enough and uh, mm. you know that's probably going to mean finding the others and getting off here somehow and so the bear sniffs the air and Cleo's eyes along with the bear's eyes and that silent recognition from Eep sitting right in the backseat as well catch a whiff of Boris and Z and start tearing down the corridor taking the first right skidding and skittering on all fours uphill because that's the direction that the ship's tilting if you want to climb to the right. Oh. And behind you can hear that bubbling chaotic noise as the ship behind oh. you is being taken up. Off to one side you can hear explosions. You can see how that creaking metal as the ship begins tilting further and further back. Eventually you find yourself clawing up towards this direction. The floor bending down past 45 degrees at the point where you have to crawl now to clamber up, getting through doorways, that bubbling and hissing behind. Finally, Bear Cleo lunges through a door where the scent of Z and, and Boris is the strongest. And it's a large docking garage. 
There are ships, but they are all skidding along the floor towards her. Then suddenly, all the alarms stop. What? The alarms stop going. You can still hear the bubbling, churning destruction of matter, the explosions, the tearing of metal, the horns of the Wraith warships. But the alarm stops. And over the PA system comes a voice. What? If anybody is still inside there, (laughs) I'm afraid time has probably run out for you. Uh, Captain, if you are still alive, (laughs) well, you won't be for very much longer, I'm afraid. Uh, Even if you do survive, the fate of your ship, I'm sure uh, the Queen will make quick work of you. Uh, Anyhow, I'm... I'm sure you've realised by now that I've managed to turn off everybody's communications. Uh, I suppose it's really none of your business now that you're about to die, but the Terrans are, of course, incoming, as are the Synthetic Army. I think we're going to find that this space is about to become a very interesting and very profitable location. Uh, Boris, if you're on there, uh, get yourself to safety, my boy. I cannot hear my ear dying in such a... A pathetic way. Uh, we have to jump one more time. You, you, you're sure you, you put the fast one on me there with the chaos engine, but uh, it has already served its purpose. So, uh, uh, yeah, don't consider that too big of a win, my boy. Don't get too big for your britches. Now get yourself to safety. And uh, I was if I were you, I'd cut yourself loose of those friends. They're only going to drag you down. Uh, uh, speaking of Boris's friends, uh, I guess this is goodbye. I, I, I did really hope that I could get to end your pathetic lives myself, but, uh, well, it seems that uh, fate has been unkind to the both of us today. So, uh, enjoy your end. Ta-ta! Oh, hell! Captain, do you smell them? They're in. They're in here. They were. They. They were here. Have a. They were right here. They were right here once. Sparks flying as the ships are just grating along the ground towards the bottom end of the docking bay. Nothing is secured now as Cleo is barely hanging on, the floor tilting up further and further to the point where it's, it's closer to being a wall than a floor now. She claws her way up to the place where the scent is the strongest. There it is! Captain! That's it. Here. This is where they were. We found them. Sort of. We kind of found them, but they made it out. They made it out. They made it out. Now we're gonna make it out. Explosions. More than before, taking over the ship. The ship is definitely on its last legs. The creaking tearing of metal has completely stopped now, as though the ship is going to be torn entirely in half already. That bubbling, churning sound of matter popping and destroying itself, still just fizzing and bubbling in her ears from behind. But Trevor made it to an escape pod. Z and Boris made their way to one of these ships. Everyone's safe but her. The job's done just got to get out. All right, we we just we just got to get ourselves into one of these ships. Okay, you you hold on. You're coming with me. And I'm going to the nearest the nearest pod. I'm Makes sense. I'm climbing in. So I'm climbing in. All of the smaller ships have just like piled up against the back of the wall. But there is a big large transport ship. There's, it is still skidding along the ground, yeah. but if you could find your way to get into it without being crushed by it, you could maybe fire it up and get it out of here somehow. Okay, okay, we're climbing. We're climbing. We're climbing. How do we open this door? So it's Cleo's, like, ugh, lumbering towards it, trying not to slide down and out the door at the bottom end of this room, hanging on with one claw, clawing at the door with the other. And it's difficult because it keeps sliding away and you've got to keep adjusting your movement to try and get back up to it. Oh, oh man. There we go. But you manage to finally 
find the key point. The door opening up, crawling in as the ship begins to swing around. Scraping of metal, the flickering of sparks. Cleo's leg gets pinned underneath. She doesn't have time to think about it. She can feel and hear the snapping of bones. Oh, as she just tears her leg out, crawling on board the ship. Now barely able to move as the ship swings around and smashes, pinning itself into the corner of this docking bay. What? Six points of damage. Oh, shit. I've only got three. I've only got three hit points left. This is welcome to the Z zone. <laughs> Welcome to the Zizone. The Zizone. Yeah. <laughs> Cleo has made it onto this small transport yes! ship. However, the entire ship is on its side. Oh. And she's got a severely broken leg. Captain! <laughs> we made it. The captain hangs limply on Cleo's back, silently nodding her approval constantly as the whole ship is shaking. <laughs> what, what do you say we... What do you say we split this joint? And the captain seemingly continues to nod as Cleo starts making the painstaking journey that is getting to the front of this rather small transport ship that is tilted on its side with one of her legs decimated. It's... Oh. It's going to be a long, rough trip, and looking at the door into the bridge, Cleo's not even sure quite how she's going to climb up all the way up to where that door that would be situated in the middle of the wall if it were not tilted on its side. Dang. But there's no time to wait or think about how she's going to get there. As she drags painfully her leg, bones poking through the skin. Oh. And dragging herself towards the front of the ship. Meanwhile, back at the front end of the ship, Trevor has been sitting there waiting. He's heard, he's heard the, the ripping and tearing of steel as the ship has taken itself apart. Although the front end of the ship seems to be holding itself together relatively well compared to the back end. He hears the horns up above the wraiths arriving. He hears the taunts of BJ over the radio, over the PA, the whole time pacing back and forth just outside a small escape pod. Heck, heck, Cleo. Come on, come on. Oh, heck, I should have gone with her. I should have, I should have. Oh, heck. Oh, heck. And he quickly backs his way into the escape pod as ahead of him, the room he's in starts popping and bobbling and stretching. The walls turning into a gray, sticky liquid and then evaporating into dust. As Trevor, going pale as a sheet, pushes the button to close the door of the escape pod, stands there watching as a wall of liquid moves closer and closer to him, one hand on the Jimson button. C Cleo? And then at the last possible second, when it's obvious nobody is coming, he pushes the button and the escape pod with its lone passenger jettisons out and makes a controlled descent down to the city of Midspace without any of its friends. And it is not seconds later as Trevor, glumly, tear in his eye, looking back at the ship, tearing itself apart, when it explodes. A huge, terrific explosion. The entire ship engulfed in a purple jolt of plasma, followed by fireballs in all directions. Past that point, Trevor sees nothing more as the escape pod is in, flips back. The force of the explosion sending him sailing off course as the captain's ship and anyone who may have been unfortunate enough to still be on board goes up in flames. Nobody could survive that sort of thing.